Advertiser is the Invested in Savings Alliance, which is um, a body that's focused on each of the financial verticals in the UK. So banking, insurance, asset management, wealth management, and financial services infrastructure, and to a certain extent, related legal and professional services. What it is, is a membership body that focuses on those issues that sort of typically fall outside of the traditional trade association environment. So in a trade association, you represent a very distinct community. It could be the bankers or the insurers or the asset managers, etc. But there are, and increasingly now, there are issues which, um, which span across the entire waterfront of those industries. And I think as we've seen over the last, certainly the last five, maybe, maybe 10 years, certainly post-financial crisis, is that the traditional silos are breaking down and that we have manufacturers wanting to be distributors, distributors wanting to be manufacturers. And Tizer is not a trade association. It doesn't represent a particular constituency to lobby. But what it does is that it, it in effect, moves together all of those, those various issues that impact the whole of the financial services sector, and particularly on issues regarding the digitization of financial services. So that could be digital ID, it could be the new reporting requirements through MIFID, which require tech solutions. So it is in effect today the UK's preeminent body on digital financial services. And within its membership are all the largest banks, the largest insurers, the largest asset managers, wealth managers, etc. So it can take a really unique perspective and then the other angle that it has is that it looks through the lens from the, from the perspective of the consumer. So its entire focus is on the financial well-being for the consumer. And the consumer ultimately is the individual. But as we sort of progress that through financial services, it could be you know, the individual within a pension scheme. So it's the pension funds. It could be the individual that sits within the institutional areas of, of business. But ultimately, they look at the lens through the perspective of the individual. So it puts it in a very unique position. Well, let's talk specifically about one of the initiatives that Tizer has got involved in, and this is Tizer Tech, which you've been brought on board to organise. What is Tizer Tech? Very simply, it's a digital marketplace. It's not an accelerator, it's not an incubator, it's not an in-residence programme or a lab. It's basically a giant amplifier for those fintechs that are looking to engage systematically with financial institutions. In effect, bringing in fintechs into a single place that financial institutions can um, really sort of seek deeper engagement with the marketplace as opposed to very specific incubators or labs that currently exist um, in the UK. And it came about because um, both the regulator and the UK government were very keen for Tizer to um, to sort of engage much more with the, the innovation, the entrepreneurialism that was sitting within the smaller fintech marketplace so that Tizer didn't, in effect, just only take the views of the large fintech incumbents as such. So it needed to create an environment where it could reach out to the fintech marketplace and bring those, those fintechs, covering the entire spectrum of financial services with particular emphasis on open finance, savings and investment, and bring them together into a single location. And ultimately, I mean, we look at both sides of the ledger in the sense of we know, we know that fintechs want to be empowered to grow, to compete and to operate more effectively. But we also know financial institutions are seeking that deeper engagement with the tech e ecosystem so that they can more readily adopt. And what's happened really as a consequence of COVID is that the, the process by which organisations are now considering digitising their operations 
has just accelerated to an enormous degree. You know, Pre-crisis, you know, the old normal. Financial firms were, were pretty slow to adopt. And I've seen this both in the asset management industry and the banking industry, where there's been most adoption, I would say. But even then, not terribly much urgency on the adoption of fintech and procurement processes are typically uh, there to suffocate the innovation of fintechs as they try to engage with businesses. You know, it just frustrated the hell out of me that basically we needed a better system. You know, we need a better way of allowing the fintechs to stand out, to be discovered. And ultimately, look, look, I mean, we'll get the picture, right? They want to secure new prospects and clients and they want to do that quickly and probably now more so than ever. But you need to create the right environment that's what Kaiser Tech is. How do you know what the right environment is? Or is that the difficult question? That's the $64 million question, isn't it? How do you, how do you get a financial institution to properly speak to, to the right fintechs and to engage them in, in a way? Well, I think, first of all, you, you need to understand the market dynamics, right? There is a role for accelerators, incubators, labs in residence programs. And I think depending on what count you do, there's somewhere between 150 to almost 200 of those accelerators operating in financial services in the UK today, which is also one of the largest centres of, of financial technology anywhere on planet Earth. But the issue that, that a lot of fintechs have is that as soon as they come out of the innovation bubble in those accelerators or labs, they really struggle to get traction within the businesses where those labs exist operations, risk, compliance, legal, all have different views, all have different P&Ls, all have different budgets and different sort of commercial agendas. So you have these fintechs that are doing the proof of concepts, establishing you know, just how innovative and great their services are, and then they go back into the environment and find that the traction is just, is just suffocating them. So first of all, you need to understand what a fintech's looking for. And we said, okay, it's about standing out, it's being discovered, it's about securing new prospects, it's accelerating innovation and getting greater market profile. So whatever we do has to, has to address that. But on the other side, and I think this is where a lot of the existing marketplace really struggle, is that you have to understand the dynamics of financial institutions, inherently risk averse to organizations that you know, can't show profit, even though they can show that they're enterprise ready with a minimum viable product. You know, they haven't shown products, so straight away, nine times out of 10, they just don't even get into the, over the first base. But the financial institutions are saying, look, we need a better process for scouting and identifying fintechs. We need a better way of accessing innovation. We need to build validating uh, prototype solutions to the problem issues that exist. So the fintech may, may have a great service, but you know, we have very particular problems. And often there's a, there's a mismatch there. I think also we have to recognize that financial institutions are trying to mitigate risk now more than ever. So whilst COVID has put a pressure on them to digitize their mid and back office operations in particular, they're still inherently concerned about the risk that they're introducing into the businesses. But ultimately, they need to make smarter decision-making processes and have a much more systematic way of engaging market. Recognizing the two dynamics, how do you start to pull all that together? We decided that we would collaborate with a, with a fintech itself, an organization called the Disruption House. And the Disruption House has two unique aspects. One, they have a data set of 3,600, there or thereabouts, fintechs in their scope and covering all aspects of capital markets, all the way through to reg tech and, um, and beyond, but aimed at the financial services industry. Importantly, and perhaps most importantly, they have a, an assessment process where they can, in effect, curate the fintech and very quickly identify key issues about the fintech, its business model, 
how they engage customers, the management team, and the financial management predominantly. These are the things that the financial institution are looking for. What's your business model? How are you engaging with customers? What's the team that's delivering the solution? And where are you in your business cycle and maturity? And they present that in a scorecard fashion, completely validated, which we can then present to financial institutions to say, look, when you're comparing these fintechs, you're no longer comparing apples with bananas with oranges. They're all saying they're doing the same thing, but really are they? This is what they do. This is where they sit in the value chain. And this is the underlying technology. And this is how they compare with their peers. And nobody has done that in the UK market. And I would argue that nobody's really done that systematically anywhere. And I think this is what the UK market now needs to better pull together financial institutions with fintechs. It needs to be curated. You need a certain taxonomy that agrees and aligns with the financial institutions. And then from there, you can build structured challenges, design sprints. You can start to do the prototyping work, knowing, of course, that you're working with fintechs whose technology, whose area of focus, the management team, are specifically aligned to the issue that the industry or the firm is looking to address. Pfizer Tech has just been launched. What does success for the organization look like to you in the future? Uh, that's, the, that's another $64 million question. But I mean, ultimately, it's about making sure that, that fintechs are engaged in businesses and businesses as they come through the, the covid issues that, that, that's been presented by the crisis, which, let's face it, you know, short-term operational crisis and a longer-term focus on revenue generation. I mean, that's really focused the minds of, of business leaders. And I suspect what we're... Oh, well, I don't suspect. We know what we're seeing. We're seeing a, a, a huge focus on how firms can deliver greater operational efficiencies by the using of, of technologies. So those that are particularly in the reg tech space, you should do quite well through what's occurring here because the businesses are, are clearly focusing on that. I think success in the future, certainly from, from my perspective, is can we capture the, the wave in, in two key markets? One is on distribution and wealth technologies. You know, there's something like 27,000 financial advisors or wealth managers in the UK servicing about 33 million households. There's a huge savings gap. There's a huge proportion of the population which are underserved from any sort of advice. And I think uh, by latest estimates, if, if you're to provide financial advisors to service just the UK marketplace, that number needs to move from 27,000 to 350,000 advisors. Now, that's not going to happen, right? So it's got to be a tech solution. I would love for Tizer Tech to be a center of excellence for distribution and wealth technologies. And I don't just mean robo-advice or robo-advice 2.0 or 3.0 or wherever robo-advice is today. I mean, really smart thinking about how you engage the consumer, get, get uh, the you know, UK population or any population saving and investing more. I think the other issue that we want to address is you know, clearly the mega trend that's washing through the industry is everything to do with environmental, social governance and climate risk related issues, which are having a sort of a financial impact on, on outcomes, outcomes. I would want to make Tizer Tech a home for ESG technologies. Now, we're about to roll out a huge initiative in September, which will see us really ramping up our outreach to the buy side community. We're going to be writing out to 1,700 investment management firms across UK, Europe, some in the US and some in, in Asia, to better understand their underlying investing strategies, ESG investing strategies. We're going to do this in collaboration with uh, a major uh, trade body that's responsible for asset owners. Um, so it's very likely that the, the asset managers will be responding 
And we want to be able to use that to help inform the ESG technologists about what the dynamics of the marketplace are. Incredibly important to asset owners and pension trustees, particularly as a consequence of what's happened with COVID as well on investment returns. So success for me is, is and success for Ties to Tech is about making sure that more fintechs are engaging more systematically with financial institutions. And frankly, financial institutions are adopting that technology. But I think there's a big piece of work that needs to happen on, on procurement processes. I mean, we, we, not, we need to knock down some pretty ancient processes in terms of the adoption of technology. And, you know, that's always going to be a, a bit of a blocker at the moment. But that said, you know, if we, if we can show that there's a huge wave of innovation, of really smart thinking out there that could be deployed relatively easily, I think that will, that will help make the business case.